This is the Context Podcast, sponsored by Geist Interactive. I'm your host, Jeremy Brown. We all know that FileMaker can connect to almost any external service using the native curl functions inside the insert from URL script step. This functionality is used more and more every day in the FileMaker community and especially all over the world. And that includes Australia, where our guest Andrew Duncan resides. He knows integrations and knows them well. In my conversation today with him, he tells me the first attempt to connect to an outside service way, way back in the old FileMaker days. From there, he built his entire business that focuses on connecting a FileMaker app to an outside service. This is a great conversation. It moves beyond just FileMaker and into that limitless possibility that's out there for us FileMaker developers. And as you'll hear, Andrew makes it seem like it's pretty easy to do, which of course it is. Hey, Andrew, welcome to the Context Podcast. How are you today? Very well, thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to good to have you. I, I realized, uh, and I think you helped me realize that we haven't had any Southern Hemisphere people uh, come on the podcast yet, right? So, uh, <laughs> got to have you on, right? So that's good. Yes, yeah, I've been listening to every episode, and I can't recall anyone from my part of the world. So I think it's about time. Yeah, yeah it's about time. So okay, good. Um, well, I think I think we'll be okay. I don't think we have to put on any <laughs> translators in our heads, do we? Uh, sometimes for 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 my English friends, it takes a while to understand what they're saying, <laughs> but I think we're good with you. I so think we'll we see. Be. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Well, um, I brought you on to talk about integrations, and uh, I want to do that with you. But I think let's start by having you introduce yourself and talking about you and your company. Yeah, so I'm the sort of CEO owner of a company called DataBuzz based in Sydney, Australia. I've been developing in FileMaker since about oh, the early 90s, about 1992, I think I first started. And um, I've had various sort of jobs sort of in-house um, consulting uh, over the years. Um, these days, DataBuzz, we specialize in um, integration, so uh, integrating with various online e-commerce Platforms or accounting platforms, SMS, MMS gateways. Um, that's our sort of our focus these days. Okay, that, that's interesting because. Um, so, did you did you start um, DataBuzz with uh, the idea of just being a, a FileMaker development shop and 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 getting clients that wanted FileMaker apps built, or did you start with this integration idea in mind? Um, well, it had started, I'd been running a company called Complete Data for the better part of 10 years that I, I co-owned with a business partner, and it was a um, company that sold a, a solution for the real estate industry, so it was a vertical a vertical product that was built in FileMaker, and um, after a while, I'd, after about seven or eight years, I'd, I sort of had the itch to work on some other, other solutions, other products, and so I, I sold out and... Um, Started DataBuzz and was really just to be a just a general filemaker shop, um, and that was around the time of the uh, the GFC, the global financial crisis. So it was a really terrible time to start a business in hindsight. But I'd, I'd always had a uh, an interest in integrations and getting filemaker to talk to uh, other other platforms, other solutions, and that was something that probably first started uh, back in the complete data days. Uh, so that's interesting to me. So you said you started the mid '90s uh, with DataBuzz, and 
you mentioned you did it because you had an interest in integrations. Um, what 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 prompted you to think about that? I, I here in in 2020 with FileMaker 19, I think about it all the time now. And I can't remember the last time I built a database that just, you know, is all internal workings, right? And managing the data internally. But what what prompted you way back then to to think about integrations? Well, probably the first time it happened was um, when I was running Complete Data, and it was the early two thousands, and uh, it was a, a solution for real estate agencies and offices okay. to run their business, and I was. Uh, up in a city called Newcastle, and I was talking to a, a real estate agent. We were, we were doing some training and, and rolling out a, a new deployment. And I think it was probably a, a Thursday afternoon or Friday afternoon. And he, he just sort of turned to me and said, Is there any way? And he was sitting there with his old Nokia mobile phone, and he was about to type out about 50 SMSs to all his buyers to let them know about these open houses that were um, happening on the weekend. And it was going to take him the better part of a few hours, and he was going to do a lot of phone calls as well. And there was going to be a lot of phone tag, missed calls, people calling back. And he turned to me and he said, oh, is there any way that I could type a message in complete data and click a button and have it send an SMS to all these buyers? I just want them to get the message with the, the details about when the house is open and at what time. I don't really need to talk to them. And, and that sort of planted a, a seed as a bit of a challenge or a seed in my mind. I thought, oh, that's interesting. So I went away and, and did a lot of research. And this, there was, today, it's very easy to get a file maker to send an MSS, SMS. There's global platforms like Twilio um, that will do it for like a center message. But back then, none of these companies existed. But I, I did manage to find one company actually based in Australia and um, they had a, a, an API, a very basic API compared to today's standards. Uh, unfortunately, FileMaker didn't have the the curl functions and that we have with the insert from URL script set these days. So uh, I had to pay someone to write a FileMaker plugin to... Um, essentially do, do that. Uh, eventually, we, I got a solution where we could type a message in FileMaker, click a button, and it would send a single SMS to one of their bars or a, a bulk SMS to a group of bars on one go. And and, and that was a bit of a, ga- a game changer for us because we were the first, as far as I know, company that was uh, not only sending SMSs from FileMaker, but sending SMSs uh, for the real estate industry, for a, a real estate practice. So that became a became a sort of a big product differentiator for us. That was and what what version of FileMaker was that? Uh, that was FileMaker Pro Six that I first did that in here. <laughs> it's you know it, it, I started in FileMaker Nine and is, yeah Nine and you know in the last couple of years working where I've worked I've really seen the the infinite possibilities with FileMaker. We talk about that all the time here at Geist Interactive. There's nothing it can't do, whether it's an integration or a web viewer. But it's pretty awesome that even FileMaker 6 back then could do this. Yes, you had to go through some some hoops and and write a, have a plugin written and such, but it could still connect to, you know, maybe, I guess I should take that back. FileMaker really couldn't do it back then. It was the plugin that did it. Is that right? Yes, that's right. I yeah. um, okay. I had many conversations with the FileMaker product management team, and I I used to fill in the, a feature request literally every year, saying I need the I need essentially the curl functions built in that we we now have with FileMaker Pro sixteen. But um, I've been sitting there filling that in for me every year for uh, the better part of sort of fifteen years, and it finally came. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, we couldn't wait, so yeah, we had to 
uh, luckily they had a, a plugin API, so we could hire someone to to write a plugin for us. And that that plugin basically did what insert from URL now completely does, in, in that you you send it some <clears throat> a curl request and you get back the response. Is that right? Yes. Is that yeah. What your plugin did? yeah. Did an HTTP post or an HTTP get um, wow. with a, with a payload? So yeah, very basic, but yeah, got the job done. You know. One thing that I always that I, I, I talk with people who started back in the FileMaker two, three, four days is that it, FileMaker back then solved their company's businesses, so, solved their company's business needs. But I've never heard, even the people who were starting in six and, and moved through that platform, I've never heard of anybody else who had a client who said, I need to be able to send an SMS or I need to be able to connect to this. API. I don't even know if there were APIs back then, but you know what I mean? Like mm. that, that didn't seem to be much of a problem back then, but your, your real estate client um, was interested in sending texts even, even way back then or messages way back then. Yeah. Um, it was just a, just a one-off conversation yeah. with a particular individual that happened to give me the idea. I probably never would have come up with the idea myself. Okay. Um, okay. Cause it wasn't a real estate engineer, but he had, he had a business problem that he needed to be solved and didn't want to spend uh-huh. half a day every week playing telephone tag with all these buyers. Yeah. Because ultimately what you get back from an API service is just a string of text that you have to parse in some way. I assume back then it was still JSON, was it? Was was in it were integrations sending back JSON or XML? I was all XML back then. Um, okay. In fact, I think we were, we were just getting plain text responses. I can I can still remember uh-huh. that. Would get a, a number ten was the result if the SMS was successful. <laughs> I, can, okay. I can still remember that all these years later. But yeah, you just you'd get a number back. I think. Yeah. Were you even doing uh, receiving responses back, like uh, you know, like we do nowadays with Gravity Forms or or you know Dictionary.com or whatever? Were you getting a response back that you would have to then parse into FileMaker records, or were you just it was just an outbound communication? Uh, back then, it was it was just outbound one way. Send in. Um, it wasn't until me yeah, many years later that that functionality was was possible because we okay. didn't we didn't have the PHP API or the Data API back then. Um, so yeah, when the PHP API okay. was released, that's when we first started looking into yeah, two way messaging and getting replies back into FileMaker. Were there APIs back then? I have no context for like how many services were out there that you could send a request to and get back a response, either a success message or a, you know, a record set. Was there a lot out there? There was not a lot out there, no. It was very early days. Um, the, the, uh, we sort of stumbled across this particular API from this Australian company that um, was probably a sort of a pioneer in that field, yeah. So it was very few and far between back then. Today's episode is brought to you by LedgerLink. As companies continue to digitally transform their work environments using FileMaker and a host of online resources, it is important to implement solutions that keep data synced up. LedgerLink is our tool to sync your invoice, customer, product, sales data hosted in QuickBooks Online with the data in your FileMaker system. LedgerLink is a connector between your FileMaker custom app and your QuickBooks Online account. In three easy steps, you can connect and sync all data in both systems, whether you want to push from FileMaker to QBO or the other way around. There's very little work for you to do to get set up. LedgerLink handles it all for you. 
LedgerLink is pure FileMaker, so you can get in there and extend the system and customize. You can use the LedgerLink file as your accounting file, or you can use it as an intermediary between your custom app and QBO. It's just FileMaker tables, scripts, layouts, and you know how to work with those. The Induit Developer API is exposed and ready for you to add or modify to fully interact with your system. Let users of your system see QBO data without access to QuickBooks Online. Eliminate entry in two different systems with LedgerLink. Download the 14-day trial and see how fast it is to sync QBO data with data in your custom app. LedgerLink, the FileMaker QuickBooks Online Connector. So we're going to skip ahead, but we'll, I'm sure we'll come back. You've, you've, you've taken that one kernel of an idea, the offhand remark that you mentioned, and you've turned it into pretty much your entire business. Um, what products do you have that does this, that reaches out to other things and other services and brings back data? Well, most of the, uh, at least initially, most of the products that we've built have been built to solve our company's needs around integration, right. whether it's with accounting solutions or e-commerce solutions. So that's how our first products uh, came about. So we we use a uh, accounting platform called Zero. Uh, it's big in this part of the world and Europe and bits of North America, and it's it's a cloud accounting platform. And uh, we, we obviously use FileMaker to as our CRM to run the business, and then we generate an invoice, send it to a customer. But then we need to get that invoice into our accounting system, our system record for uh, tax reporting reasons and all accounting reasons. Um, in the old days, yeah, we would manually copy and paste and retype that invoice in FileMaker and then in Xero our accounting software. And um, I knew Xero had an API, which is one of the re reasons that we switched to Xero originally. And then I thought, well, we don't want to be wasting our time doing double data entry. How about we should be able to just click a button in FileMaker and push that to zero. So um, we managed to get that working. And then over time, you realize that if, if you're solving problems for your own business, there's probably other businesses out there that have the same problems. So we, we sort of turn that into, into a product. You don't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to connect to this service and I'm going to build a product around it. You, the, the things that you've the products you have do solve your needs first. Well, yeah, the initial products first, we did, yeah, they, it was all about solving our particular problems. Um, and then we realized that there's probably other people out there with the same problem. And they might not be using Xero, they might be using NYB or some other accounting platform. Um, we, we've built one for integrating with WooCommerce, which runs our, our online stores. And we've also built one for Shopify, which is a, another big uh, online e-commerce platform, but we don't use Shopify, but once we had one for WooCommerce, suddenly people start contacting you and saying, oh, have you got one for Shopify or okay. or whatever it might be? So, uh, okay. one, yeah, once we got a few products out there, other people started contacting us saying, oh, can you build one for this other platform that we're using that would love to see what you're doing here? I know you, you've, you've kind of hinted at this a bit ago, but why are integrations important nowadays i mean obviously they were it was very kind of a niche thing back then for your your client to send a sms but they seem very important now what's your view of their importance in our filemaker world well they, they allow filemaker to coexist in a in a, a bigger world um initially uh, for me they're all about saving time and and therefore money 
and not having um, people do things like double data entry. Uh, it's about automating business workflows and, and repetitive sort of processes and not having to do the same thing twice in more than one system. The, the sec, probably the second big uh, integration I got involved with when I was at Complete Data was uh, in the real estate world, uh, there's these online portals where you, you you put all your property listings in so people can search and find them. We, we needed a way. So previously, people would put it into Complete Data and then in FileMaker, and then they would log onto the property portal and, and re or copy paste and re enter the property details and upload the photos. Uh, and obviously, that becomes time consuming and prone to mistakes after a while. So, mm. essentially, yeah, people needed, needed a way to click a button in FileMaker and have all that property data uploaded, including the images, to these online portals. So, that was the, the second big integration I did at Complete Data that uh, was a bit more challenging because we're sending text and we're sending uh, photos. Um, but yeah, that's all about just streamlining work, not having people sit there and spend half the day doing pointless admin. <laughs> that can be automated, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that. I'm, uh, uh, I've worked with uh, a client who wanted to connect to a bunch of dictionaries and I built him a, a connection point uh, for that and he could ingest a bunch of dictionary responses for a particular word and then, you know, kind of mix them all together. It would take him forever to look up each dictionary, look up a word in each dictionary online and, and try to get back, you know, enter all that information. So um, you mentioned uh, mistakes, you mentioned error prone, but also part of this is like a source of truth, right? Todd talks a lot about that. Um, what is your, what do you think about source of truth? What's your, what's your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I, I agree. I, I mentioned that phrase quite a bit with my customers these days that, yeah, you need to decide uh, where the master version of the data lives. Is it in FileMaker or is it in the other system? And and once you decide, then you can build everything around that and build your, your workflows and processes around that. But yeah, you, life gets complicated if you don't have a, a single source of truth and you're trying to keep things in sync in multiple systems and not knowing which one is the most up-to-date version at, at any one time. It seems like you would need a whole person just to manage two different systems, you know, like your your invoices in system A to system B, making sure they're all correct and stuff. And with these integrations, you don't have to worry about that. I mean, anybody could just press the button and, and sync up the sync up everything. So we are FileMaker developers. We like to tinker. We like to um, understand things. We like to pull things apart. Um, but in your experience in selling things like WooCommerce and stuff, we actually bought that product for a client um, and have used it. In your experience with uh, working with people and, and integration packages, does does do do I as a FileMaker developer need to worry about how you built it and what you built in there? Do I need to spend my time digging into your scripting and seeing what's happening? Generally not. Um, uh, often the, the main thing you might need to do is 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 around field mapping and yeah. uh, repointing fields to your main FileMaker solutions fields. But um, by and large, like a lot of the feedback we get is um, we sell an integration solution, but we're we're really selling a, a time saving tool. Um, anyone can spend the time reading through all the API documentation and 
um, working out how it works and then prototyping that with FileMaker and getting it working, getting authentication working. But that takes days and weeks. Uh, like we've spent hundreds of hours building each of our each, each product's had hundreds of hours of development. Um, so we're, we're essentially fast-tracking an integration for our users. Um, they're saving the time having to learn how the API, API works, how you authenticate, how you connect, how you upload and download. Uh, so it really depends how much they, they want to understand. But um, yeah, a lot of the feedback we get is, yeah, thanks, you've, you've saved us 50 hours of, of work trying to work out how this particular API works. We don't really want to understand it. We just need to get something. Do you really find that? Because I found that maybe maybe JavaScript is different, but I'm finding that a lot of people want to know exactly how it works and want to spend the time tearing apart my sample files rather than just using it. Do you, do you, do you see that FileMaker developers are just like, okay, yeah, we bought it. It saves us time. We're good. We're going. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we have two uh, types of customers, I suppose. We have... Uh, the business owners who are looking for a solution to a particular problem, and then we have yeah developers who who are probably doing the integration on behalf of of a business. And um, yeah, some developers, uh, like a lot of people, are busy these days. Um, they're just looking to uh, solve a particular problem and, and get it going. Um, it really depends. It's a bit on their comes down to their sort of personal interest and how much they want to understand. Yeah, there's certainly a, a spectrum of yeah, developers that love pulling apart and uh, seeing how we built it and understanding how we built it and, and why we built it that particular way. Um, whereas there's others that we they buy it and we literally never hear from them again. And mm-hmm. once they've got it working, yeah, they've moved on. Yeah, so yeah, that's 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 good. That's a good, and that's the point of these integrations to save you time to to have a complete package. I, I'd like you to kind of walk through generally how these are built. You mentioned that anybody can take the time to read through it. And if I, I don't know, I know that it's not a trade secret, all this stuff, mm. unless it, unless you guys do something that's more trade secret. But um, tell me, just j- talk to me generally how a, how a developer could go about building an integration to anything, whether it's a weather underground API or, you know, WordPress, Gravity Forms and so forth. Uh, yes, at all. Always for me, it starts with the, the API documentation, sort of finding that, and then um, uh, having a quick read of that, uh, and then just getting a feel for where the FileMaker can actually uh, connect to that particular API. There's not many APIs these days that FileMaker can't connect to. Um, so step one is normally uh, authentication. How does the API authenticate? Can FileMaker uh, handle that authentication method? Uh, there's there's very few APIs that require an authentication method that FileMaker can't handle. So the, yeah, the first challenge challenge for us for me normally is yeah, getting the authentication working. And once you've authenticated, then you can then go and make some requests. So that might be pushing data or pulling data, and then you've got to work out how do I what data format do they use? Is it XML or JSON? How do I construct the data in the required format? Am I doing a post or get? a put, a patch, a delete sort of request, and then I get the data back. How do I pass that out? So, yeah, we normally start with start with the basics, get authentication working, then get a really basic request working, mm-hmm. and then go from there. And then it's all just about spending the time to um, work out how the various requests work and what responses you get back and how to pass them. 
What do you use like Postman to get it started, or do you actually use FileMaker to uh, start? I, I always use Postman to get the initial connection made and make sure I've got everything correct. What do you do to start off? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Postman user. Um, yeah. Actually, one of the first things I look for on an API documentation page is, is there a Postman collection that I can download and quickly import that yeah. has all the uh, sample requests because that certainly saves a hell of a lot of time. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty confident that if I can get it working in Postman, then I can reproduce that in FileMaker uh, quite easily. So, yeah, okay. I like to well, I certainly tinker initially with Postman and make sure I can get it working. Uh, I've heard there's a new one out there, um, something else. Yeah, Insomnia, I think it's something. To that Insomnia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you used that at all? Uh, I've, I've downloaded it and had a quick play, but I haven't spent any any great deal of time with it, yeah. Okay. All right, so um, the first thing, of course, is to look at the documentation and check out the authentication. Sometimes you have to, as I understand, you have to register, you know, create an account in the API service to uh get a key, right, uh, 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 some sort of key, and then you can use that in, in your, your connections. Um, so those are, those are some basic first steps. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, every, every yeah. API is different in how they authenticate. Some require a, an API key. Some use OAuth2. Some just require you to pass in your account your username and password. So it's hard to um, generalize, but yeah, you've got to. You can't generally. You won't be able to do anything unless you've got the authentication working first, because that's that's only part of every request. So that's the first step. Yeah. Do you work with? Uh, side note: Do you work with any APIs that that return in XML, or are you only working with JSON? Uh, in my experience, most APIs these days uh, either offer the choice between XML and JSON. Uh, we'll certainly work with APIs that. Only offer XML if that's all they have. Um, okay. Um, I mean, that's what we've been using the base elements plugin for many years to to do the XPath functions to pass the XML. So that's not a problem. But yeah, certainly prefer JSON because you can use the, the native functions. Um, and it's very rare I find these days that an API doesn't offer JSON for for its data format. So once you have it working in Postman, you've you've entered the key in the right spot or the authentication, and you've set up a basic um, request query, I suppose. Um, you bring it over into FileMaker, and <clears throat> I'm just curious because we here at Guys Interactive we have a HTTP request script that sort of handles it. I wrote a blog post about saying I don't know how it works. I just know that what I send to it, and it does its thing. Uh, do you all have something like that that you can just pass the the query into and it returns what you need. I mean, that's probably the whole point of your whole systems is just <laughs> set up the query and pass it and get the result back. So you, you have a whole system that does that. I mean, we try and build our solutions to make them as easy as possible to understand for the different types of developers and customers that uh, we deal with. So we won't just have one sort of abstracted API request script. Uh, we'll have a, a script for all the different API endpoints. So with um, WooCommerce or Shopify, you could be downloading orders or uploading products or changing inventory levels. So we'll, we'll have separate scripts for each of those just to keep it uh, as easy as possible to understand and not be not be confused by the abstraction. Uh, initially, you can just see, right, mm -hmm. yep, this script runs, it, 
it creates a payload in JSON format and then it does an insert from URL. It's using these curl functions and then it gets this response back and that response is in JSON and then we're passing out the ID or whatever it might be and then storing that in a FileMaker field. So. so so, none of this is really beyond a FileMaker developer's skill, right? Like it, uh, any FileMaker developer with any with a few years of experience even could could handle building integrations. Do you think it's an advanced topic or do you think it's more like in the beginner to intermediate topic? Well, to me, it, yeah, it's something anyone with the time and the inclination can certainly master. Like I've got a, a bit of a, a strong web background building um, web front ends to FileMaker solutions uh, for quite a long time. So I, I felt that that helped quite a lot because I was familiar with with get and post um, and and the sort of concepts of HTTP requests like submit and, okay. and I felt that really helps with getting going with APIs because it was it was essentially similar to filling in a web page or uh, requesting a web page. Um, whereas I, I yeah I meet a lot of I come across a lot of FileMaker developers that are yes are struggling to make the transition to uh, the sort of the world of APIs and or don't have mm -hmm. any particular interest. Um, in it, but yeah, it's, for me, it's more of a sort of intermediate to advanced uh, topic. But I mean, now everything's—it's much easier now because everything's built in. There's native script steps and functions for everything, so you don't need to leave the world of FileMaker to, uh, to use a plugin or anything. You can do it all in FileMaker. Um, but yeah, getting uh, getting your head around how what a what exactly is a request and what request type you use and how do I construct the, the data and how do I set what a head is because they're sort of mm -hmm. visible, I don't see them. And then I get the response, what do I do with the response? So, so you, I don't know if you, you listen to this. I, I keep bringing this up, but I, I interviewed someone way back when uh, named Logan Cornelius who has only been in FileMaker for three years, but he is connected to like 12 or so <laughs> different services for his his business. And that was that was the reason they chose FileMaker. Um, so that's why I keep thinking that, you know, it, it could be a, it could be a beginner topic. And, uh, you know, another point on that, when Todd and I were talking about the concepts of FileMaker, I brought this one up as sort of a must learn kind of thing. Um, because it's, it, it feels like this idea has exploded. You may have been the, <laughs> the first one out there to, to connect FileMaker, uh, to, uh, SMS sending messages, but now it's it's all over. So it's it feels like this is something that everybody should learn. Yeah, look, just, I think in yeah, software development generally, whether it's FileMaker or some other platform, um, yeah, APIs and integrations are uh, standard these days. Yeah, for no particular piece of software, or it's very rare that yeah, there's a solution that exists just solely on its own or internal to the business. There's there's normally something it needs to connect to, whether that's an, an accounting system or an online e-commerce system or a messaging system for sending emails or SMS messages. So, yeah, if I was starting out today, yeah, APIs would be a, a fundamental sort of building block of my my learning. Yeah. Do you do you do you have others in your company? Do you teach them this when they join you? Um, do you hire people that know how this works already? Um, yeah, I've hired a sort of a broad range of people over the years, like. Uh, I used to just hire because it was it was hard to hire sort of people with filmmaker experience um, and probably still is particularly in Australia. Um, so I, I would hire yeah, people fresh out of university, fresh out of school, 
and yeah, just teaching them the basics from from the very beginning. Um, and I, I'm obvious, yeah, subcontractors, for example, who who I know and have worked with for many years, who I know are skilled in this area, and I can I can rely on them to get a bit of get a job done. Yeah, I've yeah I've had to teach yeah uh, quite a few people over over a long period of time. The, the, yeah, the file maker basics. Yeah, but the, those people that you've taught this integration method. Um, I assume you have some sort of like template or or something, but they pick it up, right? It's not it's not beyond their skills to understand how this works and then maybe build one of their own. No, no, and, and you can you can often see the the light bulb go off in their minds when they've they've done their first successful uh, integration on their own, and they're they're sort of got a big smile on their face, and just seeing that it worked, and and they yeah, once they sort of they get it, uh, that makes a, a huge difference in. And just their sort of understanding of of why it worked, and and then they can go and reproduce that anywhere, essentially. Yeah, that completely happened to me. I think my first one was here at Geist Interactive, and you know, Todd pushed me into it, and you know, gave me some instruction, but said, "Go and do it yourself." And <laughs> I actually, I remember the first time I like successfully pulled some data into FileMaker. That was what well, that was a joyous occasion. Um, I think it's just because, you know, you feel like, oh yeah, I can connect to the outside world now. Right. I don't, my data doesn't have to, I don't have to enter the weather day by day. I can go get a month's worth of of weather data and push it into my system. Um, or, you know, (laughs) gravity forms, you know, I don't have to enter any of that manually. That's a, that's a nice, uh, feeling I must say. So I, I think every FileMaker developer should experience that and, and, (laughs) and, and try it out. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's. I mean I love doing demos of our solutions because uh, you can uh, well actually a bit harder these days to see see the reaction because it's all remote um, at the moment. But um, yeah, seeing the the re- reaction of people when you've you've essentially clicked a button and it's 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 completed a task that would have taken them half an hour and it's taken sort of five seconds to push an order to the the online store or download an order from the online store or. Um, Send a, uh, a request to have a contract signed by five different parties, which like our, our latest integration solution is around e-signature, which is um, a very sort of popular topic at the moment with uh, mm-hmm. the move to remote working. And yeah, I did a demo the other day, and they had this complex agreement that had to be signed by about half half a dozen different parties, and literally within five minutes, I'd on built it, would click a button, would send it, all the parties had got it, received it, and signed it, and and that was something that they would spend hours struggling with um, manually, and now we can we can automate that sort of e-signature workflow process, and we're yeah, literally not quite putting people out of work, but giving them better better things to work on. Just just off the top of your head, tell me all of the the integrations you've built, whether a product or just something you built for a client or just for fun. Uh, well, I'll start with the, the product ones because they're. They're easy. They're in my head. Um, so the first product we built was 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 FM SMS. So that that came out of our uh, all my integration with SMS gateways, like back in the early two thousands. Um, and then I built one for Zero, the uh, cloud accounting software. So we have FM accounting link for Zero. We have FM accounting link for MYB, which is a one of the big uh, accounting. Uh, platforms here in, in this part of the world, Australia, New Zealand. Uh, it doesn't work with MYB in other parts of the world, if anyone's listening, unfortunately. 
Uh, and then, so we, we use uh, WooCommerce for our online stores. And uh, once again, we'd get an order in WooCommerce and we'd get an email and then someone would have to go and uh, retype that order manually into our FileMaker CRM. And then also that would need to go into our accounting solution. So that order would need to be in three places and we'd have to type it in to two of those places. So I thought that that was nuts. So uh, WooCommerce has an API, so I, I built a solution so we could download our orders from WooCommerce into uh, FileMaker. And then with our accounting integrations, we can then click another button and, and push that to our accounting platform. So that was our, our next big product, um, FM e-commerce link for WooCommerce. And then as soon as we had that out the door, we had people saying, oh, can you build, build us one for Shopify? So uh, that was our next product, FM e-commerce link for Shopify. And then... Uh, uh, put out a product uh, last year, or oh, yeah, 2019 for uh, DocuSign. So we had quite a lot of people over the years wanting integrations with DocuSign. So they would want to find a group of people in FileMaker and uh, send them the same agreement to be signed. And once we've done about half a dozen of those, that's when the, our light bulb goes off and we think, oh, that that's something that we could sort of productize if – there's probably other people out there who don't even know that you can do this in FileMaker who are using both FileMaker and DocuSign. So we put out uh, FME signature link for DocuSign last year. Um, and I'm actually working on a, a new product at the moment, which is almost ready called uh, FM MMS. And it's like FMSMS for but, uh, MMS messages. So picture messaging when you can send attachments uh, to your messages. Um, and that's uh, we've got quite a few people who've been asking for that for a long period of time and we've finally got it ready. I'm just in the documentation phase, so that'll be probably out in the next few weeks, hopefully. So they're, they're our main products, but yeah, we've been integrated with tens of other APIs over the years, everything from your weather APIs to APIs that uh, reduce um, images. So you send a, a large JPEG and they'll send you back a, a, a small version of that. Um, just trying to think. Actually, there's uh, lots of other e-signature platforms that we've done some sort of one-off jobs for. Uh, things in the uh, valuation space, the property prop, online property space. Uh, what else? Gosh, um, currency conversions. <laughs> getting um, getting the lowest exchange rates. Well, that that's a lot. And, and you you said. A, a while back that um, there's really not much that FileMaker cannot connect to. So is there is there anything on the top of your head that you know FileMaker is not compatible with? Um, not off the top of my head anymore. That certainly over the years they've, there have been, um, particularly like back in the 2000s when you needed to sort of serialize JSON data and there was no plug-in to do that. Um, that that was always a challenge because um, there were no native functions for that, and doing the authentication has a, was always a challenge uh, as well. So you're generally looking at, at plugins to to handle that for you. Um, at the moment, there's a, a thing called uh, JWT tokens that some APIs require for authentication, and you you can actually do that these days. Uh, you have to. It's a bit of a hack. You have to use a we use a, a JavaScript in a web viewer to to do that, but we'd, we'd love to see a, a native way to do that uh, in FileMaker. So we use some other FileMaker technologies sometimes if there isn't a native script step or function. So we sometimes we use uh, the FileMaker PHP API to 
to call quietly call a, a PHP file within within a FileMaker script to do something and get the result back, or we do use a, a web viewer in our DocuSign solution to um, generate. It's just a blank web viewer, so it looks a bit strange, but it's it's quietly loading a, a JavaScript file that generates the JWT, calls the FileMaker script to send back the token, and uh, we continue on. So that's actually something that we're looking forward to um, changing over to the with the FileMaker 19 form JavaScript in web viewer script set. We think we can um, make that a, a, a much nicer experience. So we're looking forward to updating that. When you build, this has always been on my mind, when you build uh, integrations for your products or for other things, do you typically make it a separate modular file that you just set alongside your real data file? Or do you ingest it into your file, layouts, scripts, custom functions, all that stuff? What's how do you, I have a bunch of questions about that. How do you go, which way do you choose? Why? And what are the, you know, advantages of going the other route? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, this, this comes up all the time and there's, we don't have a, uh, there's no easy, or I always say to the customer, there's no right answer. Um, if you want to get up and running really quickly. Um, so there's two broad approaches. There's what we call linking, which is where you keep, one of our files and then connect it to your existing FileMaker solution or there's embedding where you recreate uh, functionality from our file into your existing file and ultimately you're not going to be using our file you've 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 turned it what's in our file into your file so I say to our customers yeah if you want to get up and running quickly linking is the by far the quickest way to go um, uh, so the advantages are it's much faster to get a solution working the the main disadvantage is you've got another file that you need to use and maintain and mm. and have accounts in and authenticate with. But yeah, you can like in our SMS solution, for example, with FMSMS, you can you can change the contacts table occurrences and point them to the contacts table in your main FileMaker solution, remap a few fields on some layouts and some scripts, and within 10 or 20 minutes, you can be using our file to send SMSs to your, your contacts. So that's a really quick way to get going. But recreating that in, in your actual file would take many hours of, of, of development to embed that into your file. So it really comes down to yeah, the customer's preferences, how much time they have and how much they're willing to invest in, in the integration. If they're an internal FileMaker developer, um, then that's just something they would add to their list of, of things to do. Uh, <laughs> if they don't and they're they're hiring us to do the integration or they've got an external FileMaker developer, then, yeah, it's about how much sort of they're willing to sort of budget to yeah. edit versus link it, yeah. If, if, if I'm, generally speaking, if I'm working on an integration and, you know, to, to a site, I don't know, to a, any service, should I go the separate file route? Should I just keep it all in, in my application uh is there a is there kind of a breaking point when you would do one or the other can you speak to that help me clarify when i would want to push it into its its own file it's probably around the, the, the scope of the project um the for sending an, an sms there's that's that's a much smaller sort of scope in terms of the schema and the tables that are required like most customers would already have a a contacts table. We're just going to, and they might already have a messages table. So we're just sort of um, the scope of what we're adding on is is not that great. So that's that's much easier to embed. Whereas if you look at something like Shopify or WooCommerce, uh, 
there's a lot of data involved in those solutions around like an order doesn't just have order and line items, it has shipping items and tax items and gift card items um, and refund items. And it also has tags and categories and all sorts of other metadata. And that, that, that's lots of stuff that you, you generally wouldn't have in your existing FileMaker solution and, and probably don't need. So so when we, um, like in our business, we keep our WooCommerce files separate to our main FileMaker CRM because we don't need all that WooCommerce, e-commerce data around an order. In our FileMaker CRM, we can always go and look at the WooCommerce file if we need it. But we need to just get the main contact data for the customer and the, the, the order and the order line items into our FileMaker CRM and, in the, and then into our accounting software. But we don't need the rest of what's associated with the WooCommerce order in our CRM. So we we find that that works quite well. To We can keep those separate. It's it's less sort of cruft in, our, in one file. We don't want that, our main file to sort of become this big bloated mess over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just adds to the... It adds to the number of layouts and the number of places. So there's a lot of people who are against multi-file solutions. Um, cruising in my old age, I'm, I don't get sort of, I'm not yeah, stuck into any particular approach. Um, I used to think Im- embedding was 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 the way to go, and it's got lots of advantages. It's it's all in the one file. You don't have to worry about account management in two files. Yeah, but it, it's it's more work, and the benefits might not. Uh, Outweigh the, the amount of time that you need to spend to to embed it, and I'm quite happy to just keep my WooCommerce or my Shopify file as a separate file. I mean, I grew up in the FileMaker three, FileMaker two, FileMaker three eras where you, you, you every solution that we built was was 50 files because that was the maximum number of files that you could have open at any one time. Uh, so I'm I'm not against having multiple files if you're using something like um, external authentication to authenticate. Then it really doesn't matter how many files you have because that's much easier if you're yeah. in internal accounts FileMaker accounts and that becomes something else you, you you have to manage but yeah the bigger the the solution that you're integrating with the the more likely you might be to uh, to keep that as a separate file I, you know, I think about this a lot like like integrations are an integral part of of some some businesses systems like right they're used every day it seems to me just like script the scripts that you write to create new records or do a find or print a report, those are part of your system. Maybe the integration scripting should be there as well as part of your system. But you know that seems right, but it's also like it, it's it's almost effortless to call another script in another file, right? Um, once you have the authentication down. And someone can open both files. You can call a script in any number of files, and there's no problems. So maybe my thinking is wrong in that that it definitely needs to be in the uh, in the uh, host file, right? The 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 main file. Um, I get your idea of not building a lot of cruft in there that doesn't pertain to your actual daily work, and instead is like a once a week kind of process, maybe. Yeah, well, like when I get an order in WooCommerce, um, we use webhooks to have that order actually pushed automatically to the the FME Commerce Link file, and then I might I look at that and I click a button in FileMaker which pushes it to our main FileMaker CRM solution, and and that runs a script, and that script took me about twenty or thirty minutes to write, which. All it does is it checks to see if there's a customer with that same name or email address already there. If not, it creates a new one, and then it just 
pushes across the line items, creates an order. Um, and that's a pretty basic script. So I, I, that's what we tell customers. If, if, you wanna, if, you, if your aim is to get that order from Shopify or WooCommerce into your existing FileMaker solution, use our file to bring it down from WooCommerce or Shopify. That's, that's already got that there. And you can use Webhooks to have it automatically pushed. And then we can write a pretty simple script in about an hour or half an hour that can um, push it to your main solution, map the fields, create the customer, create the order and create the line items and you're done. And and for most customers, that's a very sort of acceptable solution. Yeah. You have two choices, basically. You either have two separate files and then you have to, you use the the integration file to, to reach out to the service, pull down the data, but you still have to write the bridging scripts to go, you know, back and forth between the two files. You just put everything in one file and you map the 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 uh, integration scripts to your actual data fields, and it, it kind of saves you a step there. So, those are your two choices. It seems, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do all the integrations you write do they work transactionally? Are you <laughs> working with the data in a transactional way? Uh, yes. Yeah, we're using that sort of magic key method to yeah to uh, yeah create the records and and commit the records. Uh, yeah, and that that was something that I was. Yeah, first introduced to yeah a long time ago, and that's been my yeah, go-to method ever since. Yeah, is that a vital part of the integration process? Like, or can you get away with doing an integration, pulling down invoices from QBO or the the accounting system in your part of the world without transactions? Uh, you could. I mean, I mean, for me, the, the one of the main advantages of, of that approach is um, you don't have to keep changing context or layouts every time you need to go and create a, a record in, a, in another table. So we, ha- we have like an, an interface table where, which drives all the downloads. So when you download an order, you're, you might be downloading a customer, an order, an, a line item, a shipping line item, a tax line item, a refund line item, a gift card. So you'd have to be changing layouts sort of constantly and um, over the years, FileMaker certainly got better at freezing the window and reducing the flickering. But um, you know, going back a few versions, yeah, you'd, you'd still get a, a lot of that flickering. So that's one of the other main reasons for transactions, not having to change context uh, as you go and create these related records, as well as knowing that they were created successfully and been able yeah. to revert if, if something bad happened, yeah. I suppose you're you're keeping the response in a field, right? So you in a record. So if you ever lose, if you're not using a transactional way to record the data from the response that into your 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 fields and many records, you could always go back and reprocess it, right? Um, yeah. Are you, are you? Yeah. 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 We always grab the response, store it in a field. So yeah, you could certainly go and rerun that if you if you needed to. Um, in fact, that's our next, or well, my next sort of challenge is just working out how to optimize how the FileMaker JSON functions, um, how to sort of optimize those so that instead of storing one big massive JSON object that might have say fifty or hundred orders in it, um, and pass it and passing that in a sort of a looping script, uh, it seems like it's better to um, pull out one order at a time, pass that go and pull out the next order and pass. That seems to be returning some significant time-saving uh, results. Yeah. that's that. In my work with transactions and 
in basic integrations. I feel like, I think I've stumbled on that. You, mm-hmm. you get the whole response back, but you're dealing with one record at a time, one order at a time, and you're processing that. Um, uh, this is this is really interesting. I feel like the more I get into it, the more it's it seems important. But you know, maybe that's my mind right now. But it just, you know, again, I I think about past guests I've had who who specifically chose FileMaker for this reason, and people who have been in FileMaker for a long time are are looking outside of FileMaker now because you know they they see the writing on the wall. I guess they see that. FileMaker is can be a place for your data and they, it can be a place for your business logic, but it doesn't have to hold all of the data all the time. And it doesn't have to be the source of, uh, you know, the, the origin of all the data. So um, this is, this is this, to me, this is an important topic to, to spend your time on. Yeah. Do you have anything to- <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not a question. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Just- no, no, I, yeah. I agree. The, um, uh, yeah, f- it's very rare that I would come across a, a customer that just needs a, a FileMaker CRM to to run their business. That it doesn't need to integrate with any other sort of uh, platform or service. Yeah, these days it's it's almost a, a given that they're going to need FileMaker to talk to something. Typically, it's a it's an accounting system or a, a messaging system for sending emails or an e-commerce system for online orders. Um, I mean, there's been a huge growth in the number of people creating online stores. Like I think Shopify saw like a 60% growth in the number of new accounts in the period around March and April as the COVID shutdown happened. And we're just, we're, we're too busy nowadays to be entering data twice and we're too scatterbrained to be entering data twice and have it 100% accurate in all the systems. So that's... That probably has a lot to do with the rise of integrations as well. <laughs> is our yeah is I our mean, attention span? <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, there's a saying along the lines of if it can be automated, it, it will be or could be or should be. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I've seen some horrendous data entry mistakes over the years of people entering orders and just adding an extra zero without without noticing, and that's caused all sorts of problems uh, down the track. So, yeah, anything that can eliminate those just repetitive, boring manual tasks that no one particularly enjoys. Uh, certainly a, a win for the business. Very good. Well, th- this is good. I, I I feel like I need to talk about this more because I don't see a whole lot of questions in the community about it. I don't, you know, there's, there's blog posts about specific products or services, but this is a good topic to really get everybody involved on and and maybe this is maybe the fact that filemaker can connect to anything or almost everything is a is a good selling point to it right as well it's it's not just filemaker it's not just the data that you enter there but it can be data from pretty much anywhere so yeah, cool. yeah. Andrew, what um, what are you uh, working on now besides the integrations that that you're excited about I, I like to hear of other things that that my guests are doing. So what else is going on in your world? Uh, well, I l- literally this week, I've just been working on uh, my first real live use of the uh, FileMaker 19 um, JavaScript web viewer integration that perform JavaScript in web viewers. So uh, we've got a customer that, that sells home, uh, pre-cooked meals and they home deliver them. Um, and their business has just gone crazy with the whole um, COVID-19 shutdown. And they have this sort of defined delivery zone and they needed to they needed to check um, if someone's address was inside or outside that 
delivery zone. So the uh, we use Google Maps to um, so a delivery zone is just a, essentially a series of geocodes of latitudes and longitudes uh, of points on a map that um, mark out where the delivery zone boundaries are. And then we could generate a pin using the Google Maps API uh, on that same map, and we could visually see whether that address was inside or outside the zone with our eyes, but we needed a way to sort of get the uh, Google Maps to return a result to say true or false, essentially, yes, that that address is inside or outside the zone. And uh, we found that the, the Google Maps has a, has a, a, a API has a function for generating the, uh, comparing the, that polygon of the delivery zone with another geocode and uh, telling you if the mark is inside or outside. So I was able to, without that much work actually, um, use FileMaker 19 to uh, use the perform uh, JavaScript uh, in WebViewer to say, right, go and call this JavaScript function in the Google Maps um, that I've built on my WebViewer and pass in the, I'm passing in the geocode as a parameter and it's running that JavaScript function and it just returns uh, a true or false. So uh, we were very excited to be able to sort of programmatically you know, run a script and say, is this address inside or outside and be able to store that in a FileMaker field and move on and do that in, the, in bulk in like we're doing sort of thousands of records at a time. And that just saves them having to, um, they can then give these orders to the delivery drivers knowing that they're within the zone and, and then they can manually deal with the ones that were outside the delivery zone separately. That's great. That's cool. I'm glad you're you're getting into that <laughs> the the 19 stuff, the the JavaScript stuff. So yeah, it sounds very familiar with your other integration stuff as well, though. I don't feel like they're too far off because you're calling out to an API and you're retrieving back some information, but you end up sending that to the web viewer, right? Or are you going through the web viewer in that? Yep, it's all all through the web viewer. Yeah, through I mean, the web viewer. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I was a bit stuck about trying to work out how I would get. I could see the result on the web viewer, but okay. trying to work out how I would get the web viewer to send the result back to a FileMaker script, so I could I could get the actual result and store that in a FileMaker field. And we probably could have done some hack around, uh, sort of using an onload sort of function to run a FMP URL script. And but this is certainly a, a much nicer experience to be able to just call the script directly from FileMaker and have the, the web viewer call the FileMaker script in return and re return the result as a script. Nice. Uh, much, much easier, yeah. Very nice, cool. And Andrew, you've mentioned uh, DataBuzz, you've mentioned your your different products. We'll be sure and put a link in our show notes for that. So I want to thank you for your time. This is good. I, I'm glad to hear somebody from Australia talking about uh, integrations and uh, just how FileMaker is not limited to just the FileMaker fields and data and scripts and stuff, but it's it's really about connecting anywhere. So very cool. Uh, thank you, Andrew. I appreciate your time. It was good to talk with you. Yep. Thanks very much for having me on, Jeremy. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of another episode of The Context Podcast. Thanks to Andrew from all the way down under for joining me today to talk about integrations. Be sure and check out databuzz.com.au for more about his integration products and services. And hey, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate knowing what you think about the topics and the guests that we have. Until next week, The Context Podcast is king.